When you're making big financial moves, you gotta wear your big financial moves clothes. Doesn't get much fancier than this, people. Hey everybody, my name's AJ and this is The Wealthy Idiot Show. Please make sure to like and subscribe down below so you don't miss any good content. We're trying our best to spread as much good information about finances, personal finances, as humanly possible and help people avoid the pitfalls that will end up ruining their lives. So this topic has been a long time coming. I gotta talk about it at some point. Might as well talk about it in a reaction to our best friends over at Dave Ramsey. They've got a video out called Ramsey Show reacts to horrible credit card advice on TikTok. I haven't given my opinions yet on credit cards, so this should be interesting. Let's get to it. All right, John. You know about TikTok? Um, I've got several of them on the wall in my house. Oh, boy. Clocks. Okay. Okay, I know that I extended John an offer in the past because he started to see the light a little bit, but I might have to revoke it with that joke. That was pretty bad. It's blown up in popularity among the youth and now among the olds. Yeah, that's what they call among them. They call them the olds. The olds, yes. <laughs> I'm learning from Gen Z. I'm learning. That was me. And so there's a lot of personal finance TikTokers out there creating content to help the people. And it's a, it's a lot of 17-year-olds with opinions about how you should handle your money, how I you should handle your mental health. I a couple of TED Talks and I know everything. All right, so if he calls me a 17-year-old with financial opinions i'll take it i'm not gonna argue at that one 17 with financial opinions throw it at me man i got you agree very instantly because <laughs> it's just a cesspool of terrible financial advice yeah. that is just helping gen z go into debt faster ah because that's how to set up the youth of america for their adult life thanks tiktok and so as i come across them i thought why don't we play one on the show for all of america to hear mom i'm ready for my first credit card Absolutely not. Credit cards are evil, honey. No, they're not. Do you even know how they work? Yeah, it's literally a card with money on it. The money belongs to a bank, and every time I use the card to buy something, I'm borrowing their money to pay for it. See? You're using their money. This is going to get you into a lot of debt. No, it can get me into debt if I use it irresponsibly, but I won't let that happen. How are you gonna manage that? When the bill comes each month, I have the option to pay the minimum amount or the entire amount that I borrowed. If I pay the full amount every month, then I'll never owe any interest or get into debt. And what if you forget to pay? I won't spend more money than I have and I'll turn on auto pay, so it will automatically pay off the entire balance every month. Fine, but why not just use your debit card if you have the money anyways? They reward you with things like cash back or free travel, plus it builds your credit score. Okay, it looks like you know your stuff. How did you learn all this? Addison taught me. She teaches all the money hacks. That's why I follow her. So my initial takeaways from this one. She's not wrong. She kind of glosses over that little bit where she's like, I won't spend more money than I have, which is fantastic, which is really the big financial trick. Start with spending less than you have then invest money. Those are basically it. And then we're talking here about like the different ways that you can be successful in doing to those two things. But that's like 99% of the work right there is spend less than you have or less than you make, invest money. So I don't think she's wrong. I think she glossed over an important part, you know, pretty quickly there. And I think that they're going to knock it around a little bit. But, you know, data wise, factually, she's accurate. Let's see what they say. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here, John. Um, Number Feels like one, there's very little to unpack. You're right, but I just yeah, need to say simple. it because it needs to be said. That advice is one of the many reasons, and let me tell you, that video, millions of views. <laughs> really? Half a million likes. Wow. 
this is what the younger generations are clinging to. Hmm. You know how they went into that debt, John? Do you think they went and opened a credit card and said, well, I'm going to pay it off every month? So why not? Everyone who opens a credit card is like, oh, I'll take care of it. It's no cool. one opens one going, oh, can't wait to go into debt and carry a balance every month. That's got to not be true. I don't have any data to say that that's the case, but I worked in retail and I saw people use credit cards. And I could tell you that a lot of people were just buying stuff they couldn't afford. And a lot of it comes down to like, oh, my lifestyle has to be a specific way. The interest part is totally not a thought in their head. In fact, I've had people explain to me that it's worth it to them because the way that they view it is like sometime in the future, they'll get more money. So if they're paying for an item now at, you know, $100 on a credit card and then they're paying the minimum payments, you know, the minimum payments you know, kind of reduce themselves over time as inflation occurs. I totally disagree with that concept, but I've heard people talk about stuff like that. So that it can't be true that everyone who opens a credit card is just like, yeah, I won't run a balance on this. It'll be fine. Like plenty of people are opening credit cards thinking I'm going to run a balance on this. You know, I grew up thinking credit card debt wasn't ideal. I shouldn't get into it. Other people grew up not realizing that and they were just living, spending money, buying stuff on credit card, not really thinking about it. I think that's probably the majority of people. But again, I got no data for that. I just, I don't think they do either. I think we're just all making stuff up here. Shackle my family and all of our future dreams. That sounds awesome. It's a good time. That's right. And here's the thing, in a perfect... And they're, they're also assuming that this person is will inevitably run the debt up, right? Because he's like, oh, I'm going to get a credit card and shackle my family, you know, and that's not a guaranteed thing either. What if you find someone who lives off of 30% of their income and they're investing everything else and they're sitting there trying to figure out like, what are the details I could do to really improve my financial picture? Are that is that the type of person who's liable to wind up holding a whole bunch of credit card debt? Probably not. I thought I could make the payment and then I couldn't. And then this happened and this happened. So I had to get a personal loan. And so then I had to get the car loan and it's just right to borrow spirals. from my roommate and then all of a sudden my friendship's kinda of wonky, right? This yes. exact thing, that exact advice when I was in college, I I've pointed this out before, but like, what do they expect to have happen if that same person had an emergency and didn't have a credit card? They would be borrowing from their roommate. You know, like it would be the exact same picture. You have full intention of not carrying a balance on that card and you're going to pay that card off every month and then life happens. Sure. But if you didn't have a credit card, life also happens. So what's the solution to that? As it turns out, the solution to that is getting an emergency fund then investing money into highly liquid assets like index funds, things you could sell in absolute emergencies. Then lastly, invest in things that aren't as liquid like real estate or bonds. That's the strategy. The actual credit card part is almost irrelevant to the entire picture, right? I could have a credit card. I could not have a credit card. I'm in the same deep hole if I don't make the right decisions on all those other things, regardless of what happens with the credit card. I had a credit card and I, I would pay it off every month, pay it off every month, pay it off every month. And then my transmission fell out of my 88 Tercel EZ hatchback, right? And okay. So what is he going to do to cover the cost of this? Right? He's paying his credit card every month. What's he going to do to cover the cost of this? In, in this perfect scenario where he doesn't have a credit card, what does he do? And big shocker, right? And I didn't have it that month. And so I was like, I'll make it up. I'll make it up. Years went by before I made it up, right? Mm. And it took one thing that happened, one thing that caught me, right? Let me hit you with some stats in the face, John. I prefer you don't hit me, but uh, go ahead. I, I couldn't if I wanted to. Americans' total credit card balance today stands at $856 billion. With a B. 
That's a huge problem. So you advocate on this channel, stay out of credit card debt, stay out of consumer debt. Generally, it's a bad idea. Anything over a 5% interest rate, you should not be carrying. And if you have a risk of carrying any kind of interest over 5%, then you got to figure out how to get or eliminate that risk. You got to put money into emergency funds. You got to put money into investments, find a way to back yourself up and your lifestyle up so that you're not at risk if something were to occur to have to take debt on something really high interest. Because what he's pointing out here is exactly right. This is dangerous and it's a terrible number. One of those people said, I'm going to pay it off every month. Let me hit you another one. National average card debt among cardholders with unpaid balances over $6,500. Americans carried a balance on 52% of all active credit card accounts in the third quarter of 2021. So almost 50% of all credit cards are actually doing it right. See, you just flip the stats around just a little bit there. Handing money over to massive banking institutions. So one out of two people who had great intentions are carrying a balance and a large one at that. And for all credit cards, here's the average APR. The interest rate on these things is almost 16% right now. Oh my God. And so here's the thing. She's saying, well, I can get 2%. Or you could pay 16% on right. that money. Almost 50% of people aren't. Almost 15% of pe- 50% of people are getting the 2% cash back. And my card is 3% cash back. And they're not paying the 16% interest rate. So almost half is doing it correctly. They're benefiting rather than paying. Rx, every little bit of every penny that you got towards your flight points, which by the way, who knows what 200,000 points are worth. They do that on purpose. Well, my, my card, you can log into the website and it'll tell you the cash value of your points. <laughs> So that it's confusing and you think you're rich and then you go try to book a flight and they go, sorry, you need 100,000 more points. <laughs> you can buy those for another $400 though. Right. All right, for fun, let's find out what the cash value of my points are at this moment. All right, looks like my points are in pennies. I have 23,731 pennies. If I was to redeem that right now, I would get $237.31 and I've paid them nothing. In fact, I even said, I I believe I said on this channel before, I accidentally had a balance one time and I ended up paying interest and it was like 15 bucks. So if I redeem this $237, it'll cover that $15 accident. My bad guys, that wasn't on purpose. Just forgot to look at my account for a month. If, If you have the impulse control to be able to build an emergency fund, to be able to invest money, you have the impulse control to own a credit card and take advantage of the rewards. Let's let's like draw the line that way, right? Same thing for like if you give someone $100 to go grocery shopping, I might not have the impulse control to not buy burritos. Telling you right now, probably going to go buy burritos. Just is what it is. I know this about myself, so I'm just being transparent. So on top of that, if there wasn't enough, John, here's the thing. If you pay off your credit card every month, okay, here's you're the a thing. good little boy or good little girl, well, you we're good boys and girls here. with zero dollars. Aww. Right? That's not a cash flow plan. That worked. Well, I mean, $237. I don't remember when the last time I cashed that out was, but it was you know, not too long ago, maybe early this summer. So, you know, 300 bucks over a couple of months. That's not bad. Well, 237 So two, almost 250 Let's say 250 Cash back. You're so like, you're after I'm tax winning. money that yeah. you're spending 
buying things you already would have bought, right? That's always the argument. I'm only buying things that I budgeted for. Right. And we know that the psychology of that debt is not true. You spend more money when you're using plastic. You spend more money when you're clicking on When it's someone else's money, too. That's exactly right. When I'm exchanging cash. Yeah. So there's a lot. So not everybody does. Only 50%. See? When you get the cash back, it's usually on the backs of the people who couldn't afford it. That's the one that haunts me as a citizen, as a neighbor, mm. that I get my lower rate because somebody else is struggling to pay their light someone bill. Someone else got screwed. That's exactly right. How do you like your flight now? And I'm participating in a system that's hurting people. Enjoy your free vacation, guys. Wow. That's the end of the episode. So last argument there was pretty bad. You're not making any money off of credit cards. But if you were, it would be off of poor people. <laughs> All right, pick one. Am I making money or am I not making money? The, the the reason I hate that argument is like, okay, so you decide not to get a credit card, not to get any points back, not to get any rewards. Who's going to keep that money? It's not going back to the person who's irresponsible with credit. It's going to Visa. It's going to MasterCard. It's going to your bank. I'd much rather have you have that if you're responsible enough to be able to own a credit card and not you know keep a balance on it. You should keep that. At the end of the day, the arguments don't make sense that they're prevent- that they're presenting because there is one very simple line, and that's if you have impulse control, you can own a credit card. If you have an emergency fund, you're good at funding those things. You're good at managing that stuff. You can have a credit card. You can take advantage of the points. You could do credit card churning. We've done some of that here at The Wealthy Idiots. And if you're having trouble saving money for an emergency fund, investing at all, and you have very little margin, like you're living, your lifestyle is like real close to your paycheck, you should look at not having a credit card and start working on building up that emergency fund first and then come back and we'll talk about what to do with credit cards at some point in the future. So I had to cover it because, you know, they're at uh, Dave Ramsey are at like no debt at all costs and anything that's related to debt at all must be inherently bad because, you know, someone is mismanaging it somewhere as not the greatest argument in the world. So obviously we got to cover it. We talk about a lot of this stuff on The Wealthy Idiot, so if you liked it, please like and subscribe. We have a lot more content on WealthyIdiots.com, and I appreciate that you guys stopped by. I'll see you guys next time.